and this is Pondering Putan with Ajushi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. This is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy podcast that's dedicated to Eiji Nonaka's manga series, Cromartie High School. And today we are continuing our read-through of Volume 3 with Chapter 65, Hamburgers. But no, wait. No, no. Without what? you. Without you. Without me? The The name of the chapter is without you. Oh, well, yeah. What, what did I say? The hamburgers. <laughs> or just burgers. I forget which. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what what happened but, there. Um, Sorry about that. It's funny that. that you would bring up food, though. Um, because just moments ago... Uh, Autumn tweeted that, let me just read the tweet verbatim. Um, I found the one food YouTuber who is worse than Ethan Schlebowski, and he looks like Connor Ghost Diver's twin. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't, um, think, I don't think that's a good development. Uh, Wait, wait. I'm trying to copy this image to post. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll just have to like post it with my phone. Um, sometimes, but it's like inconsistent when it works. Uh, Mac will let you copy something on like the iPhone and then paste it on your laptop or the other way around. Um, but I feel like it, it doesn't always catch that that's what's happening. You're airdropping your clipboard. Um, But here, here's the, now I did say in correction to this picture that the autumn posted, uh, that I feel like you, Connor, are slightly more handsome, but I can't deny that uh, you and this man have the same fashion sense. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of elements are lining up here. Yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, <laughs> making that distinction and having that opinion. And, though. and Autumn agreed that that you are more handsome than this man. Oh, well, that that really softens the blow of <laughs> yeah uh, of this but comparison. Also- <laughs> I think you have like uh, four shirts that look identical to this. Yeah, this is definitely like <laughs> my preferred shirt situation. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners who can't see this, it's just like a it's a monochrome long sleeve shirt <laughs> with just no no graphics or anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like a good like. Not and too it, baggy, not too tight, just average, uh, non-distinct long sleeve shirt with the sleeves rolled up like halfway up the forearm. That's yeah. a pretty standard. It also has, and this is something that I kind of associate with like a shirt that I think you would enjoy, is that it has, it's like there was like fabric that was cut for a V-neck, but then it's not a V-neck. <laughs> it's like a, you know, normal round neck. And there's like a gusset of material that like fills in the V. Yeah. You know? This, yeah, is, this yeah. is like a design element that exists on a number of shirts. The, yeah. Um, that's a little bit too much flair for me, I think. It might be too cheeky for the kind of <laughs> shirt that I that I like to wear. I feel like I've seen you wear this exact style of shirt. I wear a lot of Henley, like long sleeve Henleys, where they've the fabric is gone. Um, I mean, I may have. I don't really. 
I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So I may have had yeah. a shirt like this and worn it around you. <laughs> uh, I, I wear a lot of Henleys, so there's like an opening there. But yeah. to, to be honest with you, I'm starting to kind of drift away from that just because I was comfortable in them for, for a long time and then just wore them all the time. And I still do. Um, but something about like having that opening there, I just don't, it's just a little too much. It's starting yeah. to feel like a little too much. So I just like, I like it to be closed. Um, and then it, like back to just the normal standard long sleeve um, or like a sweatshirt that's doing the same thing. Yeah. The, that's really the like top garment that I feel most comfortable with, uh, which yeah. as, as you know, <laughs> uh, I see autumn screaming. No, in the, in the chat where you just posted this, uh, do we know this person's name? Um, I don't. Okay. We'll, we'll um, follow up. We'll follow yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, this. you could, you could post in the chat. What is this person's name? Um, I could also try. So the the we could you can see the, the title of the video. Yeah, is uh, these all all caps five uh, foods will change the way you meal prep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Five five is a good um, choice. I feel like I think you could pro home cooks is the name of the account. Oh, pro home home cooks. He does have a very nice kitchen. Assuming this is his kitchen, uh, it, it looks like a. It, it's well, it's very well furnished. It looks like a pro home cook kitchen. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the easily accessible, the name. The other thing um, I'll own about this is he <clears throat> he has the same like beard style and hairstyle that I do. Um, yeah. Which is painful for me to admit, <laughs> uh, but I'm also aware that I just have like a look that is just a really common street, straight like cis dude look. Yeah. Um, so I'm not under any delusions <laughs> or pretenses about. <laughs> That there's millions of uh, other street cis dudes who look the exact same as me. <laughs> it does feel um, like the hairstyle. It feels like the hairstyle has has gotten a little more common. Uh, yeah. That when I first started wearing my hair that way, it was like. I don't know if I saw too many people doing that. And then now, probably because of me. It seems like a lot of people are are going in that direction. Uh, yeah, which is disturbing. You're right. Yeah, which is yeah. disturbing to me. Uh, so this is more of like <laughs> uh, it's unpleasant to find this out that this that I have this this clone out here doing bad <laughs> food youtubing, but it's yeah. more of like a reckoning of something that a dawning realization that's been 
dawning on me slowly. Um, um on the note of pro home cook, uh, Autumn also tweeted, I just don't think you can talk about home cooking if you are cooking in a studio. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the um, kitchen is too nice. Yeah. It's too nice to uh, be natural. And then also, uh, boy math is when cooking YouTube dudes bake a loaf of bread off camera and then say, this avocado toast only takes one minute to make. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've done that. I've made a loaf of bread and then made avocado toast. I've made that. Yeah, I've made that YouTube video. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not. I'm not. Well, so I'm just generally not that big on avocado, but I'm especially not big on uh, avocado toast. Are we doing an avocado Um, toast episode right now? Are we finally addressing this elephant in the room? Do you love avocado toast? No, I I don't. I don't care at all. Uh, yeah, it's just like I feel like everyone has to weigh in on on that subject, and we haven't yet. I mean, especially it's like it's like the stereotypical, um, you know, millennial thing mm-hmm. is like the, you know they eat avocado toast. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm a little um, so. <laughs> I'm not going to go too far with this digression because this isn't, this isn't going anywhere, but, uh, (laughs) so I'm, I'm a millennial and Sarah's Gen Z. And at some point in the last like three years, I feel like all of the like pop culture mainstream media aggro has shifted from millennials to Gen Z. Uh, and I'm kind of like, there, I feel a little bit of relief about that, but more of like a subconscious relief in that I'm not bombarded with headlines about millennials all the time or opinions about them. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird how that shift has happened. It's like such a big yeah, shift that has like happened like imperceptibly. There, there's like two things that I feel like are are happening, and and it's just this like shift of like who's the the like young people joining the workforce that like people are going to be annoyed about, I guess Yeah, who they're going to be like Um, coming into contact with. Yeah. Because like Gen Z or like zoomers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that like they are now old enough that like they are joining the workforce and then people are interacting with them. Um, and then I feel like the other thing that's happening is like, there's still like boomers as this thing, but I feel like there's like more of this zeitgeist that's starting around like talking about Gen X as well, because Gen X is like aging up into that bracket to be like a lot of the older people who are, you know, running banks or whatever that people Mm. are going to complain about. There's still like boomers in that role, but like there's more Gen X starting to step up. And I feel like I'm, I'm also starting to see like a resurgence in people talking about Gen X, but like from this other side of things. Yeah. Rather than like when I was a kid and the Gen X stuff was all, you know, oh, these kids, they don't know how to. And really this whole thing, like all the generation stuff, um, for the most part, it just breaks down to like, yes, the youth usually are going to like behave in certain ways that older people are going to find like uh, disrespectful or confusing. Uh-huh. And older people are going to be like more stubborn and set in their ways. Um 
but it just like becomes this whole thing of like, oh, this is the way that like, you know, millennials are. Um, yeah, just like the label, I, the category gets slapped on it because it's just a convenient yeah. like mechanism for thought. You can just yeah. funnel every but, uh, all the emotions into that like category. Yeah. Um, and it, cause especially if you go back and you find old enough writing where like, you know, um, the greatest generation or whatever, like back when they were like kids, there was also all sorts of writing about like how they were slackers and didn't do anything or like the same with like boomers, you know, all the writing around them being like useless hippies or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a, it's a complete cycle that happens. Um, there's obviously like a slightly different influence. Like the internet definitely, there's like a certain amount to which you can talk about like, oh, okay, here's like a, a rough bracket of like, what's a time frame where the internet was fairly new. And so lots of people were like interacting with it, but also had not yet become siloed into like uh, a few large corporate owned websites. And so there was like more people just messing with HTML or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's been some stuff that like millennial generation in particular is like the most just in general aware of coding beyond like people who have actually studied it just because there was like more just sort of cultural at the time stuff around it. Yeah. Like setting up your MySpace page when you had to do the coding (laughs) to have your custom MySpace. Yeah. Um, But a lot of that stuff is like far more particular to like, here's a specific material condition that meant that this group of people like uh, encountered this technology and interacted with it in this way. Yeah. Um, And it's like, you know, slight statistical differences, not like massive differences. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like the, the different modalities of engaging with the internet are definitely, uh, <laughs> seem to be at play. Uh, I think another part of the like gens, I think why Gen Z like attracted so much aggro so quickly away from the millennials is that like, there is always this charge of like, well, as you pointed out, like there's always this like sub subcurrent or charge of like social deviance that is often going along with these like complaints. Yeah. Um, and I feel like in a lot of ways, again, I mean, we're, we're playing into this cause we're kind of like accepting these categories and generalizing. Um, yeah, but I think there's some truth in them. Uh, there's like a greater flamboyance, uh, and, and like certain, uh, ways that like Gen Z acts and presents themselves and stuff, um, that it's obviously influenced by internet culture, but like, um, all the different like play with appearances, um, and like piercings, tattoos, hair dyeing. Of course, that's not like restricted to Gen Z, but I feel like that it's it's much more. It's like associated uh, with them, and so then that just like it feels like the the whole ire of the like uh, wherever this is coming from. We can just say boomers, I guess. Uh, but the whole ire is like, oh, this is like the more obviously, uh, like flamboyant or, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, outrageous. some of it too is just like um, a growing awareness and acceptance in like certain circles of queerness just means that like I look at younger like queer people who are generally just more able to come out when they yeah. were young than like my generation was able to. Absolutely. Um, and so that's also some of it is there's all the, the like panic about queer kids. and Yeah. The people. right wing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which uh, of course they're like still was panic about, you know, queer kids or something, but it was like last talked about as an epidemic because, uh, you know, epidemic heavy scare quotes. Um, because like, there just weren't quite the numbers of like people coming out uh, or like just not even going through that entire process of coming out, but, but just, just like, like having the discourse in, in public yeah. and like engaging with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I encounter this a lot at, at my job. I guess this is maybe part of why it like spring to the front of my mind. <laughs> um, Cause I work with a lot of people. We've touched on this before, but I work with yeah. a lot of people. I imagine you work older. with a lot of boomers and Gen Xers, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sometimes we'll go out to lunch together, and then that's when they really like pour their heart out. And I'll have I'll have the most incomprehensible conversations sometimes. Uh where I really have to hold back and just I just have to give them like one layer of engagement, if that makes sense. Uh yeah. Where I'm like I can't even give you 90, like 90% of my thoughts and opinion on what you're saying. Like I'm not even going to begin to, uh, to articulate. Like I'm just giving you the, like the 10%, the very topmost bit that I can yeah. try to like help you think, think your way out of this, <laughs> uh, but not like shock you too much with, uh, with what, the the real uh, responses, um, and that 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 can be uh, it can be amusing. It ranges yeah. from like there's like a ten percent of the time that I emerge from that hopeful. Um, there is like forty percent of the time that I emerge amused, and then about fifty percent of the time. I just don't want to talk for the rest of the day to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I know I said that wasn't going to be a digression, but here, here we are. Uh, do we want to talk about the, the chapters? Lest we run into three, uh, three chapter backlog. Um, I mean, sure. I, I, Last time we had, we actually have we have a three chapter backlog right now right because right. last time we had two yes yeah uh, um, the first thing that I wanted to say <laughs> about this is what I wanted to talk about last time so chapter sixty three uh, yeah it was a very good chapter it is it's it's excellent um, do you are you familiar with the like program that they're referencing here um. I don't, I don't know if there's a specific one. Do you, do you know if there's a specific one? I'm fairly certain that it's referencing the program. Nowadays it's on Netflix as old enough. Uh, 
but it's like oh yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah i i'm pretty that certain sense. that it's it's referencing uh hajimete no otsukai um because i had to look it up to confirm my suspicion um and it does make sense because this program was like has been airing in japan for a while uh but it's just like even the title the translated title of the chapter is literally like first errand uh so it would be it, yeah i'm guessing it's the exact same title in the japanese yeah my first errand is the uh like literal translation of the the show um and the reason that i figured this out or the reason i had the suspicion in the first place is because when I was reading the chapter, like by the end, I, I had started getting emotional a, a little bit. And I was yeah. like, why is this, why is this moving me so much? Uh, and then I made the connection. I was like, oh, this is the same feeling that I had when I cried watching old enough on Netflix, <laughs> uh, like four or five months ago. Uh, so I wanted to say that was my favorite part of the chapter was me like going through it and then recognizing the reference solely based on the exact like same, the, the chapter listing the exact same emotional like frequency yeah. in me that the show did. Uh, and I think that's absolutely amazing. Um. This chapter is also just very funny coming after the one before where we've got uh, maskless mask Taganochi. Um, and like this guy having like the same look, but younger, you know? Yeah. Um, like there's almost a way that you, you could start reading this and be like, Oh, is this like when the guy who's currently mask Takanochi, like, you know, was first in a, a street gang or something. Mm, um, yeah. We also have a great, not to like uh, interrupt your train of thought, but we also have a great first line here. Uh, those idiots at Boomer High have been getting pretty cocky lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go teach them a lesson, to which I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, <laughs> we really, we really got to teach those boomers that, or those idiots at Boomer's High uh, a lesson. Yeah, the, yeah, the Gen X High. Your next high is next. Um, this is also just such a funny chapter, though, because you spend so much of it. Like, you just went through a chapter where basically you didn't recognize anybody until the end. Um, and so this has the most, like, Gorilla Sushi. Um, you are currently watching an episode of Primordia High School <laughs> vibes to it. Uh, where it's like it in the same way that the one before was like doing a more straight, like, uh, this is how, a uh, like manga about Yankee would function. Um, and this one is like doing it, but in this, you know, uh, a toddler going to buy some milk vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like Absolutely. doing the same thing. Um, yeah. And then the end is just so moving. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You just, <laughs> the important thing is that you had the courage to fight. 
Yeah. And just everyone is in tears, except for Maida. Yeah. And Maida's still Maida's just mad because they're at his house watching um, watching this show. Chapter sixty four was also really good. Um I especially just for like the way that we're getting these complexities of Mass Takanochi. Uh and that they're despite the fact that like, you know, we one of them we have the I forgot to put the mask on ending as mm-hmm. the joke. This is I forgot to take the mask off ending. Um, but also there's a way that like his personality does seem to change whether or not he's wearing the mask, you know? Um, oh yeah. Compared to the, the maskless like, chapter. Absolutely. Yeah, like mask Takenoshi originates as this hijacker of a plane who then becomes a high school student and begins to reflect on like, I've been given the second chance to like go through life as a high school student and to like, try to like, be respectful, be a respectful member of society. Um, and it's like carrying and so a lot still about like, like, like ethics and yeah, like motivating other people to, to, to do the right things. Um, and so like that ver the, the version with the mask on that cares about all these things would of course interview well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas when we see him without the mask on, uh, there's so much more of just like, you know, you you got to just like fight people because uh, otherwise like th- someone else just letting you live. Then like you're not really living at all. You're just like living on un- because they say you can um, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, just like break He's every like- rule. <laughs> assert yourself. Yeah. He's just like punching people constantly throughout the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, just being all like a badass of, or do you ever wonder why you were bored? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fully, like the really hardcore character in the Yankee manga. Yeah, what's the fun of spending that whole time? Uh, that at most one hundred years that people might live. Uh, what's what's the fun of spending that whole time playing it safe? Uh, and then here he is, like I think I could be a great employee. <laughs> I'm really glad that you noticed that because well yeah. for, first of all i hadn't uh but now that you've like pointed out this dynamic it's even funnier to think back on the whole character arc because like when he's in the plane with like we, we're introduced to him mask on like in the act of hijacking the plane yeah but he's like fully in character as like the mask takenuchi that we know at that time. And he's like timid and like decides that he doesn't really want to hijack the plane. Basically. He's very easily yeah. talked out of it, but it's really amusing to think about, or it's really believable that like the maskless talk, the maskless mass talking <laughs> would have like wanted to hijack the plane bef- before. So like it, the maskless version it's like all gung ho about hijacking the plane. Then he gets on, puts the mask on, gets on the plane, and then like gets talked out of it and doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I don't know if that's intentional, but uh, that works so well for the believability yeah. of the <laughs> of the chain of events. Um. 
I just had a random a random thought, random question for you, Connor. Okay. Um, I don't know if I know the answer to this. Oh, okay. Do you think do you think that Takanochi, no relation to masks whatsoever, um, neither masked nor unmasked, uh-huh. but just Takanochi. Uh, do you think he's ever gonna get back to the United States? <laughs> He's, or do he's you think like at a certain point Asian Onoka is just gonna forget about him? Um Like I, I know that seems hard to do when you have a character named Mask Takanochi, <laughs> but like I I wouldn't put it past Asian Onoka to like make it through 13 volumes and be like, oh shit, I never brought him back. Oh well, I, too late now. Yeah, the not bringing him back could become like a whole joke in and of itself. Yeah. Uh I think he'll get brought back at some point because the like the having him come back and then have <laughs> having Mastokinochi there is just too good yeah. to pass up. That's true. To to be able to play with that scenario in the manifold different ways that are possible. Uh that's too good to pass up. So I think I think uh I don't even know uh, how how we vary the language to convey the uh, ab- absence of mask. Uh, Takanuchi, yeah, original Takanuchi. Uh, I do think t- he will come back. Yeah, Takanuchi with no relation whatsoever to masks. Yeah, right. <laughs> we need an acronym for that. Uh, we'll we'll work on it after after the pod. Completely unrelated to masks, Takanuchi. Cut. I'm just I'm just trying to workshop some stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, so you take you don't put the in the abbreviation, so it's just come Takanochi. Thank you for <laughs> joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter 66 from volume three. You can find the whole schedule at exportodio slash puton. Um or slash Putin schedule. If you have questions for us, send them to the ghost at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at exportodd.io and listen a week before the public feeds or for $5 to get exclusive bonus episodes of a variety of podcasts on the network, but especially in coffee and comic books, a podcast where they actually talk about the comics most of the time. Currently doing Hunter Hunter. Those podcasts have been fun. Uh, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at exportodio slash Puton or by searching Pondering Puton on the podcast area of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exportodio slash Ghost Divers or by searching Ghost Divers in podcast area of choice. We are currently doing Nana. Uh, if you or you can find the show at Ponder Puton on Twitter, just at Puton on Ghost. You can find me at Foxfamni on Twitter, Ghost and Blue Sky, where you can check my pin tweet or pin shows, but not my pin squeet because those don't exist yet. Uh, to find links to all of my podcasts, where can people find you, Connor? Y'all can find me at Rebelate, on Twitter and co-host. And the rubbing theme is Ninganante by Yoshida Takaro, and taking us out today is Without You by Badfinger. Class is missed. can't forget this evening and your face when you were leaving but I guess that's just the way the story goes you always smile but in your eyes your sorrow shows yes it shows 
and I'll let you go And now it's only fair that I should let you know What you should know Show. Sure. 